I just want to let people know that we have talked a bit before starting here and that you just dude you have because i the first time i like met mm-hmm. you which by the way the best and worst time to meet an artist is right <laughs> before or after their performance because i say best because in a way you kind of see who they really are right, right. but worse because like they could not give less of a fuck <laughs> about anything else but like either getting ready or like just like waiting for their adrenaline to come the fuck down that's basically yeah it because when people are like in your face after a show mm-hmm. bro you're just trying to calm down <laughs> you know it's like okay like thanks like yeah but like cool the whole week going into this like i was like kind of shitting myself mm-hmm. you know like like now like <laughs> like the decompressed time is just so like you just don't care about anything else that know? whole period is like a blur honestly like when i try to like just think back to that day and leading up to it like yeah i do remember meeting you and that's the thing is like for me everything that i do is just like an important milestone for me Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like implanted in my brain and i try my best to just savor them so like i remember everyone who came through like even though i was drinking that night like afterwards you know i was celebrating but I remember everyone there. I remember meeting you. And it was just like certain things throughout that night is like, I will never forget, mm. I feel like, because mm. it was very important. Because that was my first show in LA. Yeah. Well, technically, no, I take that back. That was my first show where I, it was like my own, you know, I was selling tickets, yeah. things like that. I performed at kind of like an outdoor event type mm-hmm. thing earlier last year, mm-hmm. last year, 2021. I performed at kind of like an outdoor event. That was my first time out here. Most of the shows I've done have pretty much been in the IE, Ontario, Rancho area. Do you even know where any of those places are? But it's okay. I believe you. I believe you could have said fucking Hogwarts. I'd believe you. Everybody, no one knows where those places are unless like you're from here. Like anyone who comes from here and you say, oh, I'm from IE, unless they haven't been out here Mm and met someone from IE, they're like, yeah okay you know which by the way well i guess i may maybe know two or three people from gary indiana but Mm. earlier when you were mentioning that you were from there Mm -hmm. and then like you started talking about tornadoes and then you were like but it wasn't like any like crazy tornadoes they were like kind of like small Mm -hmm. i feel like minimizing the size of a tornado (laughs) is probably a very gary indiana thing because i was like wait i freak out at any size tornado you're right you're like no it was like a baby tornado like no (laughs) you're right because actually i do i remember when i was in elementary school like I remember this, like it's crazy. We actually, cause you know they do like. Did you ever do like tornado drills? Like no. when you were in school? No. Oh wait. Like did you ever like just like the drill, like like a tornado drill? You but, know. But my school did like two in one. Like if a tornado was happening or someone was like coming in to mm. like rape you mm. or some shit at the same time, like they like <laughs> oh, did them at the yeah. same. Yeah. Okay. See, cause my school never did that. Like, but okay. we only did like tornado drills. I think oh, high okay. school we did like the like the active shooter ones, mm. you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. our reality, yeah. It's like, God, it's horrible that it's come to that. But before, at a much simpler time. Yeah. But we actually did have, or tornado, when I was in school, you know, we had to get under our desk and yeah. everything. And they said that the tornado literally like went over our school. 
like it was like the craziest thing like i'm like that was god okay like, <laughs> but yeah it, they said it went it literally went like it was a whole week under our desk the lights are off which is just so dramatic like why do they turn the lights yeah. off why do they do that that's a great point <laughs> Well, maybe because if, as it gets closer, if it would cause flickering, if the flickering would cause more panic than the curiosity of why Probably, yeah. It would help with the maybe. whole just... I, I occasionally make dumb shit sound smart, so like, don't listen to, <laughs> to that. And I will literally be like... <laughs> yeah, you know. Don't let me lead you down like a... Don't, yeah, but... I'm the person that's like, I'm the optimist. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe he's on to something, you know? I'm so glad that I did it in reverse this time because like i'll um listen to some artists reach out to them be like hey like i'd love to have you come on podcast mm -hmm. then see them live yeah and like it was i think seeing you live first mm -hmm. it was so easy to just like want to be like yeah like i definitely want this person because i don't know first of all hats off to you and any other artists that like sounds the way they do in like apple and fucking spotify yeah. like, and their recorded tracks like Thanks. live for real because the thing is like you never want to replicate it exactly mm -hmm. the fact that like you actually sound like that mm -hmm. is it's commendable you sounded Thank fucking you. great you did a great job Thank yeah you. i was so nervous <laughs> nah i mean you can't even tell thank you really thank but, you yeah no and shit man here we are <laughs> and you know recently dropped an ep but you know, before even like getting into the EP, man, because I, especially as a musician myself, I'm just always interested how we all get our start. Yes. But yeah, and I don't even want to like box you in and say like, when did you start singing? Mm -hmm. But like, when did music just as a whole register as something that was like a little bit more special than everything mm -hmm. else? Yeah. It definitely would have to be my dad. Okay. My dad's music taste was just like, impeccable mm -hmm. chef's kiss like <laughs> he i just remember riding around in the car with him and he would just play all these and you know as a kid you're a kid you don't know like what the name of a song is you just no. you hear it you know mm -hmm. and i just remember just like being like this music is different like i don't hear what all the kids are singing at school mm -hmm. and my dad really never played too much like radio mainstream things but he would have an appreciation for it and i do remember that him always expressing that and like that was where the music kind of was like i had a little more appreciation for music at that point when i realized i could sing then that's when it was kind of like okay i could just sing it honestly it didn't really click for me with music putting my singing with music until like maybe a few years ago mm -hmm. Because before, I, I did theater also growing up. And I used to just be like, well, I don't know. I don't know the type of artist I would be. Like you were mentioning before when we were talking, you paid mm -hmm. attention to like, kind of like the industry, music, the business mm -hmm. and things. And I was kind of the same. Like I would be like, well, okay, this artist is like this. Like one of my favorite artists, who's still to this day, I feel like she, she's one of my favorite voices, Tori Kelly. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know who Tori Kelly yeah. is. Amazing. Like her YouTube videos, mm, like I would, me and my best friend, Brandon, we would, you know, do covers of her things. And I actually went to a concert of hers too when I lived in Georgia. It was very cool. And yeah, she's amazing. But I would look at her and be like, okay. And I'd be like, well, I kind of identify with 
you know, her whole vibe. I'm like, but there's already a Tori Kelly out there. So it's like, like, what do I, like, I used to like literally box myself in like with that, like, oh, her, when her, when, you know, Gabby, which I've been, which is crazy with her, you know, her artist gabby wilson i was gonna say dabby douglas oh, oh, <laughs> i always do that but i literally know i know the difference yeah. like but i just like out of habit i'll just say gabby douglas instead of gabby uh, you know what's you know what's funny i know who you're thinking about now when you first <laughs> said that i thought you were talking about gabby giffords do you know who gabby giffords is she was the senator or congresswoman one of those two but someone tried to kill her back oh in like God. 2011 yeah, like someone like shot her. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like the bullet. It yeah, went it went through face her face. Yes. Her yeah. And she survived. Yeah, but that's why. <gasps> oh my. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what? Okay. I was, dude, I was ready to keep rolling. I was like, okay. Wow. You just like unlocked a whole ass memory because I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's a very specific, that's a 2011 oh ass memory. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Anyways. Her, each H E R, her, mm-hmm. Gabby Wilson. But that's what she was going by mm-hmm. before she rebranded herself to her. Yeah. When she kind of came out on the scene, I was like, fuck, you know, she's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, ah, like, and I would just box myself in again. And really, it got to a point pandemic. A good friend of mine who I went to high school with is an amazing producer. He goes by Dope is Vaughn. He actually produced my first, so I released a track under my my name, which is Simone. And that was before I had rebranded to Maverick. So I literally have one single out. It's called Greener Grass. If anyone wants to go listen to it, you know, it's Wait, just what there. It's called Greener Grass. Okay. Simone Zaire. That's what it will be under. But he produced it. And he really was the one who encouraged me to do music because before I was just doing covers. I was posting a few covers and I was trying to get consistent with that. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just do use of covers and I'll just keep doing that until something happens. You know who I hate more than anyone? Really talented people that only do covers. (laughs) Because I'm like, fuck. Yes. yes, Make something. Sorry, not to interrupt. No. I'm glad that you did. Yes. And and see, and I think that was always at the back of my head. Like, I don't want to get, because I, there are a lot of YouTubers that I love that Mm -hmm. do covers Mm -hmm. and it's like, I only see them do covers and it's like, you know, but then they will, I see some of them attempt or they will put out music. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of their music getting a lot of love, but there is one YouTuber. Her name is, well, I don't know if she's a, would be considered a YouTuber. She's kind of like a TikToker. I don't know. all the same. You know, in that region. Neen Bowen, I don't know if you've heard of her. No, no. Um N E E N Bowen. She's an amazing singer, um, YouTuber. She would do covers. She has amazing music. One of my favorite songs of hers. It's called Right on Time. Hmm. And it's an amazing song, but it's like, you know, I see her covers obviously getting more love, of course. Yeah. And then, you know, it's the training thing, which it makes sense, but it's yeah. just crazy. And so I was kinda like afraid of that yeah and honestly i feel like just the timing it just worked out because i did i posted one cover or no i have about three covers right now that are live on my youtube my first one i literally did in like 2011 second one i did in like 2016 
And then the last one, oh, I don't even think there's a last one. But there was something with the copyright. I was having an issue with that. And so I was like, forget it. It was like an Ariana Grande <laughs> cover. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? It was just like after that, I was like over it. Hard person to cover too, depending on the song. Yeah, it was when her new picking it up picking it up yeah i did that one wow. um, i don't even remember the, what is the name of that song I, oh my god dude i don't know wow her song title is always some like slick shit yeah it's either super slick or like very on the nose <laughs> that's like, what i'm like what is it I yeah feel like i would know it but anyways yeah so i did that and then it was like a whole copyright thing i kept getting the whole email and i was just like i was i didn't know at the time because i was pretty close to like getting to that point but i'm that's what i'm doing now i'm working on just dropping my videos on there yeah I'm working on doing new content. I do want to do more content. That whole YouTube shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, dude, it's a, that's that's part of the uh the art I think artists that come like anyone who's like 10 years old right mm -hmm. now. Lucky fuckers. If you're 10 years old right now, the internet will have found its it'll probably have stabilized. Mm -hmm to a way and where like there will then we will like you and i our generation and era will then be like the qualified people to like coach people on it and teach people on it but the thing is that like when so because everything is new it's like introducing a new habit to your life in the sense that like a new habit to your life will take up more brain space than anything else yeah. because it's new it's disrupting your mm -hmm. fucking thing mm -hmm. and i think that with social media being new that is why artists right now feel like it's like 80 percent that and 20 percent music in terms of how they're able to spend their time yeah. because i think that introducing anything new unfortunately especially if it's powerful unfortunately you have to spend so much time getting that like getting a hang of that mm -hmm. and then it's like oh well like oh right like i almost forgot i'm an artist yes. you know and it's not just that it's new too we're all competing for fucking attention yeah. as well so yeah. and you know the question is one i don't have an answer for is like how does an artist do that without making a complete fucking fool of themselves in terms of just doing some outlandish shit yeah just to like get on that home page right you know i think with that whatever it is as an artist whatever it is that you choose to do like it's the most authentic to who you are so like for instance like me i'm i feel like i'm naturally goofy i've always been goofy and i feel like if i really put the energy into my tiktok would be thriving okay <laughs> i will say that right now However, I'm just, TikTok's just like, it's whatever to me. So, but like for my show back in July, I wanted to promote it. And so, you know, I was on TikTok. I was, you know, doing some things, you mm -hmm. know, to promote my show. And it didn't feel, it didn't feel weird or like uncomfortable in a sense because one of my good friends, CD James, shout out to him, amazing artist, director he gave me some advice about promoting yourself he told me so when i got the flyer for my show i remember i text you know you text your whatever you got going on to your friends whatever. Mm -hmm. and he's like i had like put together this like general message to like send out to everybody at first right just a big old mass text big ass mass text to everyone and That's i, I sent it to him 
And immediately he texts me back and he's like, what is this generic ass message? <laughs> like, you didn't even put my name in the message. And I was like, yeah, you're right. He was like, when you invite people, when you're promoting yourself, because this is what you've got to do in the beginning. If you're really trying to promote yourself and, you know, you want people to come and have that experience, invite people. Mm -hmm. People want to feel invited, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it more personable, you know, when you actually invite people to your shit, Absolutely. you know? I was like, all right, let me change my yeah. let me change my strategy here. And yeah, I was able to sell mad tickets for that show. And that was my first show where I kind of like really had to put in the work and promote mm. and kind of like really put things into perspective for me. And it just kind of it's like it showed me how important it is to me, if that makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> you need those as you enter different stages in your life. Yeah. Like the thing that you need to, the thing that I needed to show me how important music was to me when I was nine, mm -hmm. you know, that had to be renewed in some type of way when I was mm -hmm. 15, then 21. I don't know why I'm like going in six, but no, that's like, we're going. <laughs> every six years, a musician, you know, but like, yeah, you know, you get the point. Yeah. So for you and like the content matter of your music, mm -hmm. like I think heartbreak and just relationships in general not even just necessarily heartbreak i think that's some of the hardest music to write for now just because writing it and making it clear how your own specific experience is like how that's different than like everyone else's mm -hmm. in that regard and not even just how it's different but like specifically what you learned in that mm -hmm. specifically what you experienced in that but like if you were to in your real life experience as a wife as a mother mm -hmm. are there like certain like specific things in your life that you would like like for people that have listened to or will listen to it to like really take away i say it all in that way because instead of just saying like okay a relationship didn't go right mm -hmm. or this didn't that like what specifically with maverick in this ep like, would you like for people to take away from those experiences? Yeah, definitely that, like, the things, I feel like a lot, like, it's very common for people to go through heartbreak and go through trouble in their relationships. But I feel like it's also not common for people to talk about maybe the things that they did wrong in that or just the lengths that they went to for love essentially like desperate you know desperation like my first song for instance which is the intro um, it's called say you want to love me and i basically just wrote it out of like desperation because i got to a point in my relationship that it was like the even just hearing him say that he loved me was like enough mm. for me and i was so desperate for us to work and for us to that I would just stick around, you know, even though he wasn't doing anything or, you know, doing the things that needed to happen, just that alone was enough for me to just, I was so desperate for mm -hmm. it to. So I think with my project, just for anyone, male or female, in any situation similar to know that like, you might get out of character. <laughs> mm -hmm. You might act 
out of character. I a lot of things that happen, I would have never. I told myself, oh, never. You know, if this if my man cheats on me, I'm gonna leave the second he. No, yeah. like it's. I mean, and everyone's different. Everyone's different. Me personally, I can honestly say, no, I did not leave the first time he cheated on me. Yeah. <laughs> I stuck around, and I guess I want to like let people know, like that's it's okay if you don't if it doesn't happen the first time or if you don't get it the second time or you don't get it the third time, mm -hmm. you know? And that was like with me, it took me a couple of times and a lot of just traumatic things happening for me to really wake up essentially and have the strength to remove myself from that situation. Mm -hmm. And also that there's no time limit either or time frame of when things need to be you need to be good or healed i guess you can say absolutely because another thing that was i kind of like intentionally did on my cover you see i have a lot of like scars and wounds right and they're not healed or they're not like they don't look healed. They mm -hmm. look, you know, like I have blood dripping. I have a gunshot wound, yeah. you know. I just kind of put a little bandage over it. Didn't really fix it. And basically, it's like where I'm at now, obviously, in life, you know, I've gone through all that. I'm in a better place. But even though I was very empowered and I knew what I needed to do, I knew I needed to leave. I knew I needed to change my environment. I still wasn't necessarily healed. And, you know, it took me some time to get to that. And I feel like everyone always makes it a big thing. Like, oh, you need to be healed. You need to like work on yourself. And you know, people are so quick to be healed so quickly. And it's like, what is healed? Everyone's healed is different. Everyone's healing or everyone's version of them being healed looks different, yeah. you know? And it's like, it could take you years to heal. It could take a year to heal it all just depends and i guess i just want people to also know that it's okay and there's no time limit on your healing you'll know when you are healed mm. like you'll know you'll mm. feel it inside yeah there were times when i would tell people oh yeah i'm good i knew i wasn't healed i was just bullshitting you know mm. or i would just pretend put on a, a face because i had this misconception that i had to be you know oh it's been a year now that i've been separated from him so i should be over it in the situation and i was to a degree but there were still certain things that were like triggering for me so it was like i knew there were still some things i needed to work on and that's okay like that didn't mean there was nothing wrong with me or it's like oh well you oh you're in a bad place because you still it's all a process people it's like with dealing with trauma like People handle trauma differently. And I'm not gonna compare, but when you go through heartbreak, it, there's a certain amount of grief that you, a human experiences. So when you're dealing with trauma and getting over that and you're grieving, you know, you're in that grieving period, a lot of people grieve differently and a lot of people, you know, grieve longer. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people who've lost who lost family members years ago and they're still grieving about it or you know oh. that loss and again it's just all yeah it all depends on the individual and their time but i did want to make that a point with my project also is that it doesn't matter the time frame you know you're gonna get there yeah it just takes time yeah your own time <laughs> yeah you know
I mean, not, not that I, I've experienced something like this, but mm-hmm. I, I imagine that the most important thing to keep in mind or to believe at least is that you will get there and less about like when you'll get there because not everybody believes that they will get to a better mm-hmm. place. Sometimes it hits people hard enough for it to just be like, fuck it like this. Yeah, it'll never get better. Mm-hmm. You know, at your lowest point, did you ever think you could create and I'll, I this is my opinion do you ever think that you could create like a beautiful piece of art from all of this It's like at the time it was definitely I couldn't create during I will say that during the time when it was all happening I wasn't making music I wasn't doing anything I didn't have the heart I didn't have the energy to sing a note like or let alone write something down you know I did journal a lot which it helped me but I wasn't in that space I had to in order to be able to write I had and for me a lot of people are different for me I had to be healed first before I could actually go back write about it talk about it you know sit here and you know talk about it and not be triggered in any way and yeah it was just it I had to get to that place and when I got to that place where it was like my mind was clear because I wasn't in that same mood or I wasn't obviously life is going on things are still heavy but I wasn't dealing with that heavy situation anymore so I felt like I could be creative and my mind was clear and I could just write and really just write down what I was going through and kind of like almost like go back in time in my head and like you know think about the emotions I went through from like a future self you know Mm -hmm. from the past I can kind of go back in time be like wow I was really wild and during that time you know (laughs) but it was like that was the time so I but I can write about it and not be yeah it's I'm not gonna say it's easy because there are moments when I do think about it but I can honestly say when I'm sitting and I'm writing, I don't feel those emotions again where I'm like, oh no, I'm getting angry again. I can't do this. Like, it's just like, that was literally a time in my life. It happened, you know, I can think about it. I won't, I'll never forget it. You know, I can move on and forgive. And that's another thing too, I've forgiven my ex, just uh, the whole situation. Mm -hmm. I've just put that in the past and I've moved on from it and I feel like that's opened, that's given me the freedom to be able to just be open and not feel restricted when I write mm-hmm. about the things that I've been through. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's heavy stuff and people have gone through, you know, other traumatic things and sometimes it's really hard. Like sometimes people I've, you know, heard of artists, we've heard of artists that create, will write a song and they're like, oh, I wrote this in my most, you know, hardest place. and even to the point where it's even hard for them to perform it like in a show. And it's like, you know, I don't want to get to that point, you know, even though that's art, you know, people create, they create through their pain. So I get that attachment with that in certain ways, but I don't know, I just want to be free in that. And I just want to be able to write what I want, perform what I want. Mm -hmm. It's art, you know, at the end of the day. So. Again, just thank you for just really like, Really, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. This was my first podcast. <laughs> You're a natural. This is exciting. You're a natural, dude. This is super exciting, and this is going to go down in history yeah. as the first. <laughs> Seriously. It was fun, though. It was really fun. I, like I said, I enjoy conversating. You know? Yeah. Always a good time. Yeah, no. For, so for people listening, 
as usual if you made it to the end i really appreciate you maverick you're great thank you um, so are you sir thank you thank mm-hmm. you yeah this is a song called life and we're out peace Thank you.